0: This is part two of our Freeing Physicians series aimed at identifying some friendly legislative measures that can really help doctors leave the traditional third-party payer system and ultimately level the playing field with big health systems. From the Freedom HealthWorks Network, this is Healthcare Americana. Today's podcast is brought to you by Freedom HealthWorks, a company on a mission to turn healthcare delivery on its head. It works to support all physicians who are interested in direct care, cutting out insurance companies from their practices, and to spread the word of this model to everyone, including employers. For more information on direct care, visit freedomhealthworks.com and by the great people at the Free Market Medical Association. They're connecting true buyers and sellers of healthcare, educating and motivating them to work together based upon mutually beneficial relationship, which is also built on three pillars, price, value, and equality. For more information, visit fmma.org. I'm your host, Christopher Habig, and this is Healthcare Americana. I'm joined now by Adam Habig, president and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. Adam, thanks for taking time again to join us. Great to be back, Chris. Looking forward to it. Now, this is going to be more of a flash episode because there's there's some breaking news that happened on a federal level from the Trump administration. Officially, the Trump administration just released the finalized healthcare price transparency rule. Adam, You won't go ahead and translate that for us. I notice I'm not Esquire this episode. I'll do my best. It's simple.
1: It's uh, what you encounter in every other aspect uh, of life as a consumer. When you go out to eat, you receive a menu, you get to choose off the menu, and you see a price associated with that. So what this means, and this sounds incredibly foreign to healthcare, I know, this means that hospitals will have to now list in detail the gross charges, negotiated rates, and and their cash prices for every one of the thousands of services uh, that they offer, which they'll have to update annually.
0: That's a lot to take in right now. It's such a simple statement. This sounds like it could get very messy very, very quickly. So what the heck are you supposed to do once this is digested to actually figure this stuff out?
1: Well, there's a, and and I should add that this is a finalized rule uh, that is going to face certain Uh, legal challenges in litigation at this point from the uh, forces within the industry that are opposed to this sort of price transparency. So it's not like it goes into effect immediately. In fact, it's not slated to go into effect, I believe, until January of 2021 as is to give all the parties involved enough time to comply. But one of the the pieces of the rule that I thought was interesting is that the uh, administration anticipated that objection. And so they are requiring a list of 300, what they call shoppable um, services, which are described in plain language, along with all the ancillary costs. And the goal is that a consumer, a patient could look up the total cost of something like a knee replacement or a hernia repair and essentially get an idea of the cost from the information provided. And I will add that you know, the minute someone starts talking about um, the American consumer Dealing with complexity, I ask them, well, when's the last time you booked a flight online? Because you literally had to, if you didn't have the tools available, scroll through uh, dozens of airlines offering hundreds of different routes and thousands of different combinations to get you from point A to point B. What happens? uh, We have innovation that occurs within the tech space, uh, and um, suddenly you can hop onto any number of websites, which in a matter of seconds can show you the quickest way to get from city A to city B um, at the lowest price and, in fact, can offer you different choices of amenities, arrival times, departure times, connecting cities. There's an entire universe uh, of choice that's opened up. And I don't think anyone laments the fact that we can now book our flights online because of the
0: complexity thrust upon us. I love that analogy of what the healthcare transparency type of industry can become, just allowing innovation to happen within it. Frankly, I got to ask you, are consumers and patients ready for this type of power? Are they ready to go shop for healthcare services?
1: I would say that um, we're certainly ready for solutions. And uh, given the the meteoric and and unrelenting rise in healthcare costs and, and the murky pricing that drives that, yeah, I'd say, let's try transparency. Let's see how we do with that. The examples abound. And I just the other day came across one and uh, go back to my, my knee replacement example. And this was, a, a again, a one-off case that I'm sure people are familiar with hearing and probably had nauseum by now. But, you know, looking at a common knee replacement, one individual, no complications, one night hospital stay saw that hospital A had charged a health plan $25,000 and then applied a 7% discount, whereas a different hospital gave a better discount, 10% but on a sticker price of $105,000. You can do the simple math and figure out, okay, one deal is much better than the other. And frankly, both deals may not be that great. But certainly comparing A to B, it doesn't take a great deal of um, financial sophistication to see that that one is far superior to the other in terms of price uh, and value. So yeah, I think that the uh, market's ready for this. I think the consumer's ready for this. I think that a lot of times the um, the employer's and some of the, the um, I hate to say the word administrators, but some, some of the, the folks who um, would look out for the health plans um, would be taking advantage of this information proactively and helping to drive better decision-making.
0: Now, with the commercial insurance industry that we have in the U.S., it's pretty much common knowledge that employers are the ones footing the bill for most type of uh, medical procedures or services. Same question gets posed to them. Are employers in position to take advantage of something like this? Yeah, there, I think, is, a, is a, a situation that's
1: ripe for improvement because employers have every incentive now, especially those that are self-funded and they're exposed to the egregious cost imbalance that I just mentioned. They're going to absolutely seize upon this data and tools will emerge overnight and services will emerge overnight to help them uh, correctly engineer their health expenditures. So yeah, if there's anybody ready for this, it will be those employers who are footing the majority of the healthcare costs in this country right now and who are getting a raw deal.
0: Now, this sounds like a great development, but obviously, there's going to be people saying, hey, wait a minute, this is going to be terrible for the industry. What kind of chatter have you heard, you know, both in support and against this type of measure?
1: Certainly, when you measure the size of your industry in the trillions, there are going to be vested interests that really don't want to see the status quo change. So, immediately upon release of this rule, uh, at least at a a preliminary level, and then in the final release earlier in November, uh, I think the hospital lobby came out immediately against this. The insurance lobby came out immediately against this. They cited concerns, which are interesting. They thought that by revealing the deals they negotiate and that are really kept hidden or, in their minds, kept confidential... Um, that somehow this would cause a price increase, as in, I guess, hospitals um, and other providers when they could see what the other um, hospitals had negotiated would demand more money. I don't know. That doesn't seem to have worked that way in other industries. Uh, Usually when you, you know, reveal pricing to the end consumers, and in this case, certainly the employers will be all over this, especially the ones that are large enough to command, you know, their own pricing models. They're going to be able to see uh, what these rates are that have been negotiated by their uh, carriers and say, no, no, this is how we're going to do it from now on. We're already seeing this happen. I mean, this is a rule that I think is, if it can stick, uh, going to be tremendously helpful and impactful. But we are seeing this happen with the emergence of, of reference-based pricing and direct contracting. You're seeing the folks who, are, who have the, the, I guess, the power, the wherewithal within the healthcare purchasing space going in and demanding this sort of price transparency. So what this rule does is, uh, if it sticks, it makes that same price transparency available to the little guy, to all of us.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say, if it sticks, it's going to be a, a pretty lengthy court battle, I'm sure. But you know, again, why, why the naysayers? If, if transparency didn't work, why do places like the Surgery Center of Oklahoma or the Texas Free Market Surgery Center, why do they have any patients I mean, how does domestic medical tourism exist if the people who are against this measure are right? Great question.
1: And uh, I don't have a good answer for that because certainly with the, the notion that you no longer are limited to your local hospital or um, your county hospital for services today, um, the marketplace has been blown wide open. And I think as we've seen the meteoric rise in, in the use of, of medical tourism, it just goes to show that for most services and most of the, the high-dollar expensive procedures, you have enough pre-planning and, and forethought and, and time to compare value and find the best solution, uh, whether that's at your local hospital or whether that's in Oklahoma. And um, I think this just opens that up even further and will serve to uh, just make it easier. Perhaps maybe that's one reason why the forces are pushing back against this is by making it easier, even easier than it is today, to compare pricing with your local facility and a facility that may not be local but is certainly offering better value at a lower price. I, I think they're they're terrified of of the impact of that. But in the end, uh, the consumer wins.
0: We've talked a lot about emergent situations. So you get in a car wreck and you have to get in back of an ambulance to the nearest hospital. These are always the uh, counter argument to healthcare transparency or transparency and healthcare prices. How does something like this affect it or really does it? And is the answer, well, that's why we have insurance, but now everybody understands where these insurance costs and prices are coming from.
1: Sure. You have to build that, that um, I guess, contingency into any sort of a plan that you'd have. And that's, that's the reason why we do have health insurance. You answered the question perfectly. Um, but Again, I'll go back to the fact that the majority of health expenditures today and procedures that are done are non-emergent. They are, they are knee replacements. They are different types of surgeries and procedures that you see coming uh, a mile away and you have the ability to uh, compare value from different providers of that service and choose the one with better value. This rule simply goes uh, a little further in helping people compare uh, the different value that they might receive from different sources. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's really using the emergent care as a foil to this. I don't believe that that in any way would detract from really the value of, of being able to see prices uh, displayed across the board. I just, I, I liken it again to other industries. And, and what other industry are prices kept hidden and you're forced to consume a service before you know what you're going to pay for it? We've talked about this in previous podcasts. It's one of the reasons why healthcare spending has been relentlessly driven up because we're all forced to sit down and eat that meal without knowing what the menu prices are.
0: In, in terms of physicians or medical centers who already publish their prices, are they now on a level playing field or when this, when this rule actually goes into effect, are they now at a, uh, is there a competitive advantage taking away, I guess would be the right question. Because if a physician can say, here's my charge, it's not going to be above this. I know exactly what it is. I'm going to put it on my website and they can point and say, if you go over there to that hospital, you're not going to know what you charge until six months down the road. Are those mostly direct care practices or those transparent practices going to be at a less of an advantage? Well, I will say, remember, we are, I'm sure, months and months,
1: potentially years of litigation away from this rule taking effect. We have an election in there. Uh, so there's a lot that, that might interfere with this rule uh, being implemented. But um, that being said, let's presume that it does go live uh, in, I believe, January of 2021. And I don't know exactly uh, yet, without having scoured the rule a little closer, um, who exactly it would apply to. It looks like the headlines are always hospitals, hospitals, hospitals. Does that reach down to independent uh, practitioners, medical clinics? I'm not sure yet, Chris. But I would say that In a world where this rule takes effect on time, the direct care industry has a tremendous leg up in terms of compliance on day one. And in terms of removing competitive advantage, it remains to be seen, but there are uh, inherent advantages built into the direct care model and the direct primary care model that we know and love that allow those physicians to offer better service at lower prices than their counterparts can. And simply um, really compelling the local hospital and, and other sorts of traditional healthcare industry participants to to disclose those prices, I don't think, uh, in, in a way, puts them on a level playing field uh, with our direct care industry because, again, they operate at a much lower expense ratio. They can offer much better value, uh, usually at much lower prices, and those hospitals can regardless.
0: So how do you see this impacting physicians? We always want to make sure that we're supporting, we're tailored towards the physicians who have so much responsibility on their shoulders to care for us. How does something like this affect them? Well, I think you've seen the, as you called them, the
1: naysayers, the opponents to this transparency rule, cite the fact that uh, this could harmfully impact the, um, the providers and uh, the physicians involved. I, I don't quite buy that argument when you've got I think five cents out of the healthcare dollar today actually makes its way to those physicians. You know, seeing prices fall or costs come down, uh, there's a lot more that can be trimmed out in terms of fat uh, when it comes to healthcare spending if this rule would uh, start to drive down prices, drive down costs. I think while it may place uh, a burden on hospital administrators to clean up their act and start disclosing these things, I don't see it affecting physicians one bit. Uh, From that standpoint, it um, ideally has the effect of opening up uh, new alternatives, uh, that we see more direct care uh, physicians embark on uh, practice models that are now um, becoming more understood and more embraced by the general public, uh, really expected, and if this has the impact that it might of driving the expectation among consumers and among employers that all healthcare uh, practitioners and, and providers of services will be displaying their um, pricing transparently, I think it only helps encourage more physicians to, to go down this path and embrace the, the model themselves.
0: Is this something that states can get involved with? I'm always skeptical of a federal government one-size-fits-all approach.
1: It is. If, the, uh, if this rule sticks, I don't know that the states will need to, but there are some states who have been proactive in encouraging this sort of uh, price transparency and disclosure uh, within their, their own state lines. Two that come to mind, I believe Massachusetts has passed legislation that um, requires hospitals and providers to uh, disclose costs ahead of time to, um, to patients so they can make good buying decisions. And I think Minnesota is another one that has done something similar. I'm um, requiring healthcare providers to provide patients with an estimate of the cost of treatment and the cost that must be paid by the patient. So, again, states are, in a sense, out in front of the federal government on this. So, even if the rule never does see the light of day, and like I said, there's a lot of baseball to be played, as they say, between here and there, litigation, an election, a lot of things that can come to pass but um, the states can, can move on their own to encourage this sort of price transparency. And frankly, this rule simply being passed and some of the press that it's gotten, I think it should encourage that momentum. Uh, and, and so states would be wise in my mind to, to not wait around to see how this is um, treated by the lawyers and, and, and the bureaucrats. Go ahead and, and, and move on some of their own legislation, and see, see what they can do within their own states.
0: Well, Adam, thanks again for joining us on Healthcare Americana. Appreciate your insight and ideas as all these exciting changes are happening within the industry, not just direct care, but the broader healthcare industry too. So thanks again for giving us your insight. Glad to be here, Chris. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. Thanks for listening. Thank you for
1: listening to Healthcare Americana. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podchaser, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and tell your friends and colleagues to download and listen to all Healthcare Americana shows at healthcareamericana.com. This episode was produced by iPodcast Pro. Capture your story. iPodcastpro.com.